by one of the great writers in the world of golf, representing GolfNewsNet.com, our good friend Ryan Balangi. Ryan, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Steve. How are you? I am well, sir. Thanks for the time. So tell me something about this Tiger Woods fella. <laughs> yeah, he's a newcomer. We haven't uh, haven't really heard from him before. <laughs> I gotta admit, I was with family this past weekend, and I guess there's something to that because it was like welcoming an old family member back on a Sunday. Um, there was something there was there was something special about watching and that sounds trite because as sports people we're supposed to be hardened cynical sarcastic bitter what have you you couldn't help but get choked up that scene walking down the fairway at 18 there was a mosh pit behind him and it was amazing to watch that and there's a sense of relief i think that came out of watching that final round in particular those last couple of holes I agree. It almost felt very familiar. And I mean, a lot of the things that we've seen in the 79 prior wins happened. The guy that he played with fell apart almost immediately. Uh, everyone around him couldn't deal with it. The crowds were huge. He pulled off the right shots. He kind of had his moment of trepidation and he still pulled it out. It was like every other Tiger Woods win ever. And I think that's also what kind of added to it was that it was like his old self. He, he was in charge the whole way. Yeah, he got a couple slip, but he was never in doubt. And I thought that was the best part about it. There was no kind of nail-biting moment. or It was just, okay, this is, this is old Tiger Woods. This is vintage Tiger winning this golf tournament. And, and obviously, you know, the TV numbers were huge, and the story around it is huge. But does this complete the comeback? And I know this has been the topic of conversation. It's a small tournament. There were only 29 other competitors. It wasn't a major. So how do you view this from the overall scale of – Tiger Woods' comeback is complete, incomplete, a work in progress. How do you look at it? Maybe a work in progress. I mean, he came back and is 13th in the world. He was 1,142nd in the world last year. So if you care about that, yeah, the comeback's complete. I mean, he has a chance to be number one in the world next spring, basically, if he keeps playing like this. So I, in my mind, it's complete, but probably in his, it's not complete until he notches another one against Jack. So he's a favorite to win the Masters now. Can you imagine us saying that in January? I know. So in in a lot of ways, it's complete because of public perception. But in probably his mind, it's until he gets either to Sam Snead at 82 PGA Tour wins or closer to Jack in majors, then probably it's incomplete. Ryan Balangi joining us here on the show. Did this past weekend's result, not only Tiger Woods' win, but maybe the poor way we saw from Phil Mickelson play this past week, does that put some damper on the anticipated match play thing coming up in Thanksgiving weekend in Las Vegas? Because if I'm not mistaken, I didn't get a final number here, but at one point they were... Excuse me. At one point, they were 26 shots separated from one another uh, during the tour championship. So I got to believe that's got to put a little damper on the enthusiasm behind a so-called match play tournament between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. It does. I think it does. I mean, unless Phil plays great in the Ryder Cup, we're not going to really see him between now and then. So what do you expect him to do? I mean, being 26 shots behind over four rounds, you would expect Tiger to win by, like, six in the match play. So I hope that's not the case, and I, I hope Phil plays well this week because I do want the match to mean something and be interesting, but it's pretty clear who's playing well and who's not right now, and I, I think that may put a damper on some pay-per-view sales a little bit. 
Ryan Ballinger joining us here on the show. All right, before we get to the Ryder Cup, and certainly there's a lot of storylines with the Ryder Cup, there was another golfer who was on the course on Sunday who had a lot on the line as well, and I don't think he's gotten the respect he deserves. Uh, And the guy's $10 million richer, so I think that storyline needs to be told as well. So tell us about that other golfer, Ryan, who won a lot of money on Sunday but isn't getting any publicity. Justin Rose deserves a lot of credit for the year that he's had. Uh, I know he was pretty shaky on Sunday, but he made the strokes when it mattered, particularly the last hole, made that birdie to win 10 million bucks. And he's been in this race, the FedEx Cup race. He's kind of been close or you know near winning it for each of the last five years. And that he finally did it is really cool. He's a class guy. He's no, he was. He lost. I'm not lost number one in the world this week. But he became number one in the world at 38 after starting his pro career by missing 21 straight cuts. So the 20-year journey he's been on to this point has been remarkable and amazing. And he's been the most consistent golfer in the world the last 15 months. So he kind of deserves this. Good for him on doing it. All right. So um, let's talk about some of the comments that Tiger Woods made this week uh, as it relates to the Ryder Cup and what kind of momentum this may or may not have for the U.S. team. Tiger Woods told reporters uh, yesterday that there are players who want to play against him that there is this sense of competition which is good and you expect that in any kind of international tournament but it came with a little bit of a warning here's tiger woods talking about players wanting to play against him this week in france a lot of the players were just coming onto the scene uh, where there's jt jordan um, now bryson brooksy was just getting out here getting started coming off of the, you know, the european tour um, so a lot of these guys just you know hadn't played against me yet I think that when, when my game is, is there, I'm, uh, I feel like I've always been a, a tough person to beat. They've been jokingly s- saying that, you know, we want to go against you. All right, here you go. See, and I have to admit, like, for all those years we watched sad, pathetic Tiger, now that Tiger's got a win under his belt, angry, bitter, sort of competitive Tiger, I like a lot more now. So is there some validity to those comments he made yesterday? Yeah. These guys aren't going after him like they know how to go after Tiger Woods because they never faced the real Tiger Woods. Now they're getting them. I think it's really exciting for him and, I think it's exciting for golf. These guys were all acting like, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat Tiger. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I think you saw it on Sunday. It's been pretty amazing. It is an amazing story. Talk about the talk about the Ryder Cup a little bit for our listeners who aren't aware because maybe they're not you know, huge golf fans. This is a unique event. It's a very international event. We were talking about the mosh pit that was following Tiger around on Sunday. You're going to hear a lot of things you don't typically see during a golf tournament. You're going to hear a lot of yelling. It's going to be like a soccer match in that sense. Uh, the Ryder Cup is a unique event uh, that brings out the best and sometimes the worst in fans, certainly we can, we'll yeah. see a little bit of that as well. But talk about uh, the, the course a little bit and talk about the differences between European golf style and maybe American golf style and what we're going to see this week in France. Believe it or not, this is a pretty American golf course. Like Golf National is uh, kind of like a Pete Dye design, if you remember. It's not by him, but it's a lot like a lot of water, a lot of peril, a lot of visual intimidation, small putting surfaces. It's going to be firm and fast, and there's going to be a lot of rough. So they're going to set it up the Europe will with the hope that their drivers, their players will be straighter than the Americans, which statistically they are. And then hopefully that'll lead to points and match wins, and that'll get them to 14 points, or four, they need 14 and a half to win the Cup. The Americans need 14 to retain out of 28 total matches. So 
first two days are foursomes and four balls, four matches of each each day. So you're playing two-man team matches, and then uh, we get to 12 singles matches on Sunday. So the goal for the Americans is just to stay within touch before they get to Sunday and let the, their superior talent take over. All right, so who wins the Ryder Cup? It's really hard for the U.S. to win. They haven't done it in 25 years in a row, but I, I think they can do it. I'm going to say 15, 13 U.S. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. It should be a lot of fun. Ryan Balgie joining us this morning on the show. Ryan, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it very much. Uh, enjoy the week, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Steve. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Ryan Balangie joining us here on First Sports. We appreciate his time very much. This guy, I'll tell you what, if, uh, if, if you aren't following the world of golf, you know, keep an eye on this young buck, Tiger Woods. He might be worth following. He seems like he's got, his, uh, seems like he's got a pretty good uh, idea how to play the game of golf. I mean, he's, yeah, it's been a while since we've had kind of a, a popular golfer out there. Think about this number. This is a fascinating number. In the five years plus since Tiger Woods won the last tournament he won, 119 different have won a PGA tournament. 119 different golfers. And not one of them had a mosh pit following him this past weekend and winning the tour championship. But we're talking Jordan Spieth. We're talking Rory McIlroy, Sergio Garcia. We're talking some of the biggest names in the world of golf. 119 of them won tournaments in the five years between last Sunday and Tiger Woods' last victory. And you would have thought, watching that mob scene following Tiger on Sunday, that all 119 of them meant nothing to the sport of golf. And in some ways, they didn't. Because the ratings increase on Sunday's final round of the Tour Championship and last year's final round of the Tour Championship was a marked increase of 200% from last year. I mean, that's, that's a staggering figure. Is it the greatest comeback in the history of sports? No, but it's up there. I mean, I don't know. I don't, a lot of you probably won't remember some of them, but I would think that, you know, maybe you'll Great comebacks of all time. We'll, 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 we'll give you some comparisons when we come back. Because I was thinking about this this morning uh, in preparation for our interview with Ryan. was some of the great other comeback stories in sports. Which, were the, you know, which ones does this compare to? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to First Sports on iHeartRadio. 